1: Another absolute rock anthem, another sporting anthem. Now, look, when we think of Q sports in this country historically, you always remember back in the day, if you're much older, the great Clark McConaughey. McConaughey, one of the great billiards players of all time, won the World Professional Billiards Championships back in 1951, was actually runner-up at the World Snooker Championships in 1932 and 1952. More recent times when I was growing up in the 80, 80s and 90s in those informative years, the point of view when it came to Q-Sports was Dino Kane, who made the quarterfinals at the Crucible in 87 and made the quarterfinals at the Crucible at the World Snooker Championships in 1992. But Q-Sports has exploded around the world. Then in America and Asia, it has probably been the more traditional form of pool that we all know, that we've all played, whether it be at a motel, at a camping ground, or simply at home on a friend's table. There is eight ball, which is solids and stripes. And then the game that seems to be cementing itself as the go-to form of the sport is nine ball, big in Asia, big in America couple of very famous films have been made around the sport of Paul, The Colour of Money, featuring Tom Cruise and Paul Newman in a famous film called The Hustler. So it's fair to say that we've probably been in the wilderness for some time internationally in Q Sports, but I don't think we should underestimate just how big it is internationally and just how tough it is to succeed. The fact that Matchroom, who owns snooker, who own the darts, who have a lot to do with boxing under Eddie Hearn, have now decided that they do want to further popularise nine ball and further commercialise it, which will be great for everybody. One of the rising stars of Q Sports in this country is across all the different formats is a young man who comes out of originally out of Sacred Heart College. He's about to head to Poland for the World Nine Ball Championships and then off to Las Vegas for the World Ten Ball Championships. His name is Sullivan Clark. He joins us on the program. Sullivan, good afternoon. Welcome.
0: Good afternoon, Mark. How's it going?
1: Very good. Do you consider yourself a professional pool player?
0: Um, I mean, professionals are very, like, thrown around world word nowadays, I believe. A lot of... Uh, a lot of, especially the small sports, much like pole, uh, players obviously come across. Well, they they tend to say that they're a professional player, but obviously I believe the, a professional player is someone who can um, make a comfortable living, you know, obviously doing what they do, doing their profession. So I wouldn't class myself as a professional player, but I believe my um, my skill level um, will will be will be classified as professional level. A matter of the income is a different story because obviously you have to be very highly uh, ranked in the world to have a decent income because it's such a small sport but um, professional quality it's on the way I believe Um, professional player in terms of the sport actually being a profession uh, it's hard to say but but personally I believe that I'll be able to uh, sustain um, uh, some form of income when I uh, Managed to bring all my things together, whether that be mental, technical, physical, spiritual, if you want to throw that in there. I think once I bring all my things together, I think a professional player will be, the, will be the title for sure.
1: Yeah, but you are full-time. This is what you spend all your time on. This is what you're ultimately doing. This is what you've given up everything for. You are chasing that dream and you've um, been on the international circuit for some time and you're heading back overseas again and going to spend more time living out the back of your car and trying to chase it just give us an idea of uh last year in terms of your international tournament calendar and some of the countries that you did go to
0: um yeah last year was um, one of the first years that i that i actually spent in a more of an extended time in overseas uh, normally, because New Zealand obviously being so far away, it's it's not easy to get to all the tournaments throughout the. year. Obviously, it's much easier to just stay a, in one country and move around the tournaments that are happening at the time. So I I went over. I spent about probably about three months and three to f- three and a half months in total, four months overseas possibly. One of them was about two and a half months of an uh, of stay in America. Um, yeah, so I went for, I went to uh, Germany. I played in the European Open. I played in, um, which I did okay, and I managed to get to the last 32. And then the most of it, most of it was really in America, because um, they managed to um, link a lot of it together. So obviously, giving players an opportunity to play multiple events without having to uh, um, spend too much time in somewhere where you're not, uh, where you don't actually live. So, but yeah, it was it was uh, started off with Europe in uh, Germany and then it went actually back to germany again and then most of it was in america virginia uh, ohio and i don't believe i made vague i don't believe i got to vegas that year because of uh, some of the COVID requirements um i didn't manage to i uh, got COVID before one of the early events in the year. So most of it was in the later stages of the year, but it was a good eye-opener for me in terms of where my level's at and, and what I'm capable of when I can bring uh, all the aspects of pro- professional sport together, as I said before, whether that being mental, physical, and uh, just kind of tying all, all the skills together. But um, it was a good learning experience. I managed to get to the last 16 a few times and uh, beating many uh, players that you'd... would um, would have it easy over me in terms of my experience level, but uh I think with my perception to some degree it's um it's helping me develop in the way that I kind of intend to develop as Mark you'd probably know. I'm more of a um I set the long term goal. I'm not really too interested in anything happening too quickly and too abruptly. I'd prefer it to be a a more gentle uh, exponential curve rather than um rather than just skyrocketing to height straight away and not really fully understanding how I got there. So, so I'm kind of glad that it's going the way it is so far. I just want to, as I said, steady climb and, uh, kind of learn as much as I can from each little step, um, taking small steps, lots of little small steps rather than, uh, too many bigger strides and not really understanding what each stride, um, allowed me to learn. So, so it was a good trip. And, uh, it's just a matter of just uh, putting in the hours now and getting and getting getting myself involved with more of these large events. Like you say, Matt, across America, Europe, Asia as well, have so, so many good players. So it's really just getting myself involved with those um, events and allowing myself to generate some confidence from from the wins I can take away, from the learning experiences I can take away, and then mainly just developing from there and continuing to, uh, to uh, slowly uh, extend stays over in America more and more until it becomes a point of just, you know, America is almost pretty much your home, so, or or Europe for that matter. So Uh, I think it's just a matter of time now, really, yeah, Mark
1: yeah yeah, Sullivan, I was going to ask you, uh, I mean, you did have some pretty big wins over, some pretty big names in the sport last year, but it's like anything it's about stringing them back to back., uh, you've talked about trying yeah. to make a living and then then you do become a, a, a professional in terms of that sense. Uh, what 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 currently is lacking? I mean, clearly on your day you're good enough. Um, how do you find that consistency over two, three, four days over two, three, four world class opponents?
0: Um, well, for me at the minute, that's obviously, that's something I'm still, uh, still trying to figure out, but, um, it, it's mainly just keeping, for me, keeping everything outside of pool um, very, very structured, very, uh, regimed. Um, I, I prefer overseas hundred, maybe thousand times more than, than anything I do at home. I can just, I can just be completely isolated by myself. I can do all of my own things. So can run whenever i please i can choose my food whenever i please and i think it's just a matter of um just holding on to the things that you believe in whether that be physical fitness whether that be whatever it is that allows you to ease the mind and i think um for me to string those just to, to get to get a better to higher gears going i suppose you could say and a, and a better a better flow state uh for me it's just bringing about bringing around the uh the intent the intent from day to day and and intend to do with each day and kind of stick into it whether it's incredibly painful or not I think um, having the physical things I like to do every day and the things I like to eat every day and the things I like to study every day I think just kind of flooding most of my days with that and uh, really just getting absorbed in the learning aspect of it it really just uh, kind of takes the anxiety I suppose anxiety would be the word to put it or the excitement away from um from the body because it just seems to just relax me a lot more when I'm when I'm obviously doing the things that are are good for my mind. And whether that be a good old twenty K run and it absolutely destroys me, then it always makes me feel better the next day. So really that's the most important thing mm-hmm. for me is just is just uh, not not really letting off the gas, thinking, Oh man, I've got a tournament, maybe I shouldn't go for a run. I mean for me I think my legs are more and can handle more than enough running if I, if I need to, and still happily walk around a pool hall for ten hours a day. It doesn't seem to be really a problem, and that's one of the reasons why I like to do it. it keeps me keeps me light on my feet, keeps me um, keeps the bounce in my stride, and while um, even when I'm fatigued. So I think it's just a matter of those things. That that's for me, and and that's what I've obviously uh, noticed a lot about the high high-level tennis players, high-level footballers, golfers. Doesn't matter what sport it really is. They they all seem to. Keep their structure very, very consistent, and when they find things that work, they seem to stick with it until they can, until they can prove that theory wrong, and then they may add in some new, newfound knowledge and try add that into the regime and and see how things kind of flow from there. So, yeah, most of the time for me, it's just a matter of sticking to what I believe works for me at this current moment, and then simply adding to that formula. The more I learn, and the more I take away from these overseas, from this overseas exposure, so. Just consistency and regime, really, at the minute, Mark. I believe.
1: Okay, so tomorrow you jump on a plane. You're heading to the United States first. Then we have got the World Nine Ball Championships in Poland, and then the World Ten Ball Championships in Las Vegas. Just tell us a little bit about. Um, yeah, just tell us a little bit about the itinerary and what the World Champs entail, and what the World Ten Ball Championships involve.
0: Um, yeah, so first up, I'll go to uh, Southern Indiana, which is uh, Louisville, and um, the. Uh, pretty much one of the first, uh, well, second now, I believe, uh, matchroom ranking event of the year. So it normally has a really big field. It brings in uh, all players from every corner of the globe, if you want to say. And uh, But I don't believe it's bringing in as many players this year because, as you say, the the um, the world champs is now in Poland, so a lot of the Europeans are not necessarily coming over to America because, obviously, they fly back a week later to to, a, to, a, to such a close neighbouring country. So, after um, after Louisville, which which will be nine ball, um, the uh, the world champs is in Poland, which is also nine ball, which will be the same format as they're both run by Matchroom, which is handy because uh, nine ball and pool nowadays are uh, nowadays are erratic in terms of their rules, in terms of um, the, the formats and the layouts of the tournament. So it's nice to be playing uh, um, Matchroom supported events because often the rules and the and the way the game is played is is Structured in a very similar way, so then the world champs will be in Poland, which is a um, uh, the the top 100 players get an invite, and then the rest of the the rest of the world gets spots based on their um, the associations being given spots within each country. So it'll be a 128 player 128 uh, player tournament, and uh, it's one of the biggest tournaments really. The world champs is one of the ones you really want to be involved in because you know it's going to be a uh, high quality event great conditions great timing with 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 the whole event in terms of um you know they um how they link it in with other tournaments as well around it so it's nice to be able to play multiple events back to back even if i do have to travel in a plane for extended period of time which is really not a problem for me and then after poland as you said we have vegas which is which is ten ball which is slightly different game to nine ball essentially it's just so you essentially, you're playing nine like you would nine-ball, except with ten balls, and you're kind of taking out the flukes. So I really enjoy I really enjoy playing ten-ball, just a slightly added difficulty. And those are two, two events in Vegas, so we have the Las Vegas Open first, and then the World Ten-ball will follow that. Um, we've got three other New Zealanders coming over, not including myself, Marco, Cash, and Tone. So um, it'll be good to have a little cohort of New Zealanders over there for we don't know. Normally, it's only me and Marco that really are the ones that are going overseas. So, so it will be good, uh, interesting event. Las Vegas always seem to put on a, a good event in terms of the support that it gets from the um, the amateur tournament that they run at the same time. So, it's it's a nice event to be at. Whereas, obviously, the World Champs could be slightly quieter, just being it's uh, a little bit more isolated somewhere like Poland. And obviously, America is the, the at this point in time is almost the centre of uh, viewers in terms of nobles. So. Um, so it'll be a good event in Vegas. Both those events will be great, and then uh, yeah, mainly just looking forward to just all the learnings. Really, I mean, that's I know I say it so much, but I just want to get stuck into just understanding more about the game, understanding more about myself, and uh, how I can put myself in better mindset from day to day. And uh, yeah, it should, it should be it should be a good experience. I mean, they always are, whether they whether they're whether they're results fulfilling or not. It's not really a really a a focus of mine. So as long as I can get my, my regimes up and going and then, uh, find some consistency with it, then, um, you know, the results, the results will kind of, uh, their own path and, uh, start to produce themselves. So I think it will be a good trip.
1: Sullivan Clark, we wish you all the very best on your trip and we look forward to following your coverage here. And thank you for joining us on the program this afternoon.
0: Well, oh, thank you so much for having me, Mark. It's, uh, I always like talking about these kind of things, as you know, and, um, you know, if it um, you know, and inspires anybody, or you know, all it takes is you know one person to be listening in, then it could uh, inspire them to take on a a dream just as challenging, I suppose you could say. So, I'm always happy to talk about these things, Mark, and I love sharing knowledge with people.
1: No, thank you, Sullivan Clark, the uh, real rising star of the sport in this country. Um, as you can tell, uh, very much a student, a very intellectual in his approach. I cannot explain to you how big this sport is in Asia, how big this sport is in the United States, and to crack it is not an easy thing to do. Nine ball, it's the only game in Q sports where you can fluke. Nine balls on the table, you've got to sink them one through nine. Whoever sinks the nine ball wins the game. Uh, we've got another guy here in New Zealand, Marco Toisha. He's a Dutchman, but he's just got New Zealand residency, number 23 in the world, has won the US 10-ball championship previously. This is where... Q Sports is going. This is the big global point of view. It's been a long time since we've had a high-profile athlete in this sport. Sullivan Clark, a lot of people believe, can be that guy to popularise it back here in New Zealand and put New Zealand internationally on the map. It is 20 minutes after three. You're listening to SENZ.